0: Hello, welcome to Daliage for Friday, September 30th. It's 14 degrees outside, but you're, of course, not tuned into a weather podcast. This episode of daily is brought to you by Feedpress. Be sure to visit feed.press slash today and sign up and try Feedpress if you need podcast hosting, RSS feed analytics for your blog, anything like that. They've upgraded their storage now to 400 megabytes of storage each month that rolls over so you can upload tons of episodes, 20 bucks a month for a gig of more storage if you need it so use promo code dailyish during checkout and you get 10% off your first entire year of service with them my thanks to feed press and also by patreon supporters like you patreon.com slash i where you can check out how you can support my podcasting efforts a little more directly with a buck or two month uh patreon supporters actually got a special episode of the podcast before i went to cleveland which i'm going to talk about now in review so they got a preview of it, I guess, as it were, and uh, so that's one of the perks of being on there. Patreon just launched, a, the, made it a little easier to add a podcast feed that you can subscribe to uh, for Patreon supporters, so something to check out patreon.com slash iChris. So first of all, a little bit of an explanation, I help out with a site called at you com. It's a YouTube fan site and news site and uh, lots of things. And uh, about a year ago, I approached Matt McGee, the owner of the site about doing a podcast for U two. And uh, as of now, uh, this weekend, anyways, we've done published uh, 40 episodes of the podcast. So um, and lots of people think it's a paid gig, the people who work on the site, myself, etc. It's not, it's a it's a hobby for fun because I love U2 and all the other folks who help out with it love U2. Obviously, so nobody on the site is making money. There's, I think, there's one or two Google ads. They probably could turn on the ad money faucet if they wanted to, but it's kind of just kept as a labor of love. Um, so when at U2.com decided to partner with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland to throw a party in honor of U2's 40th anniversary, I definitely wanted to try and go, but uh, we, you know, we just. You've heard me talk about it. I don't. We're not like flush with cash. We don't really have the money to just fly out for fun for a weekend, plus holiday or plus hotel and food expenses and stuff. Especially Canadian dollar to American dollar gets a little more expensive. But um, Sue, my wife, suggested I should do it. It's part of my own happens to be my fortieth anniversary birthday year as well, coincidentally with uh, you two. So um, we'd figure out the money stuff later because it was kind of like a once in a lifetime opportunity to be a part of something like this. So without her insisting I probably wouldn't have gone and so definitely thankful to her for pushing me out the door as it were. Uh so I flew out Friday really early and got there flew all day um for those who are curious Saskatoon to Minneapolis to Cleveland and uh finally got there and got there in time to uh, have a dinner we had on Friday night with the U2.com folks everybody who was there so it's great to definitely great to finally meet a lot of the folks who are involved with the site particularly those who I've talked to on the podcast but obviously never <laughs> talked face to face we've done a couple of video versions of the the show but usually it's just Skype audio only and um, so it was fun to just actually meet the people I actually got to meet Matt uh, for the first time he we happened to both be flying um Connecting in Minneapolis to Cleveland, and so uh, had uh, in and out. No, what's the other one? Chicken, Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A for the first time in in Minneapolis Airport with Matt. So, uh, anyways, moving on. We uh, Saturday we had a, a scheduled a, re- a recording of the of the at uh, podcast that we're going to do in front of folks. The the Rock and Hall of Fame has this awesome theater space. Um, for either showing movies and stuff, which they did later than the weekend. They showed uh, the U2 3D, which is a great concert um, in 3D that you can experience um, from U2's Vertigo tour from a few years ago. Um, they Just a little sidebar, they do some really great things with, I was kind of skeptical of like a concert in 3D, I thought it would be cheesy, but they don't overdo the 3D-ness. There's a few moments where people, different band members or whatever, come out um, and sort of reach into the the camera as it were reach out to you but they don't overdo that too much the the really cool thing they did actually is with audio where for a few times there where you're kind of focused in on maybe it's edge or bonner adam or whatever on the stage or on the screen and they kind of mute uh lower a lot of the audience level and even a lot of the other band level and you're kind of just hearing them specifically and only what they're doing and uh, it makes for a really neat effect but anyways i digress back to the podcast we um yeah, we had a chance to do, I've never done a live in front of a bunch of people uh, recording of a podcast. So it was nerve wracking, but lots of fun to try and do that. There's about 80 to 100 people, I think. I don't, I'm don't. i a terrible judge of crowds, but um, one, a bunch of fans from around the world of, of U2 who happened to also listen to the podcast were there, including Fabiano, a guy who came all the way from Brazil, who's very active in our chat room when we record the, the U2 podcast. So It was great to finally meet him. And, uh, and a few other folks too, who listen to the show throughout the weekend, just getting to say hi to them and, and, uh, and meeting, meeting them face to face and, um, just cool to see the, the sort of real world impact beyond just, uh, shows like this that are often feel like anyways, it's like, uh, friends or family who maybe (laughs) pity listen to the show. (laughs) Anyways, um, that's just my own issue. Um. But yeah, so along with Matt, Sherry, and Tasula, the folks from At U Two, uh, we got to interview Dave Fanning on this podcast on in front of a crowd. Um, he's the Irish DJ that first played U Two when they broke, and continues to be one of the people who gets to play their music first on the radio. He's, you know, obviously he's friends with the band, goes over to their house, got to hear great stories of you know, getting to hear new music and having Bono shout in his ear as he's listening and all that kind of stuff. And so you'll, you can go listen to the episode. It's just published live yesterday. Uh, Goodstuff.fm slash ATU2 slash uh, 4040. Link will be in the show notes, but uh, yeah, it was nerve wracking to do, but lots of fun once we got going and have uh, so fun to have the crowd there that uh, appreciates and en- uh, enjoys. Some of the uh, podcast inside joke stuff and and obviously like a crowd that just loves You too and anything that you're talking about they all know all about as well. In addition to that, just checking out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame like not it wasn't just all focused on You too There's obviously U2 stuff there, but um, getting I didn't get to even get through the whole Rock Hall just because there's so much stuff there. I I was uh, very impressed actually with how much stuff is there and uh, and would be worth. Uh, Cleveland itself doesn't seem like an amazing city to visit. Apologies if there's any cleveland folks listening but um the rock hall is definitely a a good place to stop if you're driving through or whatever uh and especially if you're obviously musically interested as as well so so there's lots of other like panels there's uh, a youtube uh, tattoo project that was had their exhibit with uh, showing off and and talking the stories behind a bunch of people's U2 related tattoos. Uh, Kelly Eddington who helps out with the U2 site uh, also has an exhibit of a bunch of her artwork that she's done uh, U2 and other, uh, other stuff as well. Um, So which stuff again, I've seen on the web, but never actually in person. So beautiful artwork that she's created was great to see there. And, uh, and yeah, just a whole bunch of other stuff that was awesome to see and people to meet and just hanging around with, um, as I've said before, I think to just a, an opportunity to hang out in, in meat space in real, real life with your tribe, people who are into a thing that you're into, who are willing to drive to be a part of a thing that you're into and, uh, and just knowing that you're not the odd one out or the weird one who's really loving, say the band in this case, um, and their music and stuff like that. So we, uh, on Saturday night, we had the opportunity to, uh, the, the site had booked, uh, Theater and was showing U2's movie from late '80s, uh, "Rattle and Hum," and uh, it's kind of like your concert documentary kind of thing. But it was it was a lot of fun to see Rattle and Hum with a bunch of U2 fans who laughed at the stuff that was goofy, who you know sang along with every single song, who uh, gave you know the yeah just all the emotional responses to this movie. That's obviously shown. It shows a bit of its age, but it still is a classic movie and time period in U2's life when they really sort of rocketed, uh, in popularity, uh, up to the top. And so, um, as Dave Fadding kind of said in, in his interview, I think, in the, and throughout the weekend, just how, you know, most bands get one short of shot at, at being on top and they have their, their five years of, of fame or whatever with it. And then they sort of settle back down and u two's had a couple of those, um, in each decade. And you can love or like or hate YouTube, but you can't argue with sort of their success and the the worldwide uh, appreciation of the band or whatever. And they've kind of got to do that over you know you know each decade almost for the last three. And so. Um, it was fun to just be a part of that. And uh, Saturday was the r- uh, rattle hump thing. And then Sunday morning, there that's when I watched the U2 3D movie and uh, and was about to, was trying to get into our last session with Dave Fanning. I wasn't the one conducting the interview or being involved with that, but just going to pick around, stick around for a little bit um, before heading to the airport. Uh, but it was late starting and for reasons I found out later and so I headed to the airport and uh, found out at the airport uh, Tasula and I actually were both there and found out that we had left and Adam Clayton the bass player from U2 called in skyped in video call into the this session that uh, uh, I wasn't or we weren't there for or whatever and so it was a bit of like happiness because obviously it's awesome that it happened sadness because we weren't there to be a part of it but uh, knowing that obviously there's video uh, versions of it audio versions of it etc we just got the video version from the rock hall and so that'll be published on the at youtube site shortly Um, and uh, but yeah so it was was kind of like a bit of bittersweet of way to end the the weekend of kind of the sadness of missing out on a really cool event that happened but um, but also just yeah overall still a great weekend and opportunity to be a part of that so anyways the weekend was awesome I would hardly heavily encourage you to be if there's a thing you're into and you do a lot of it online with a lot of other folks and you feel like that's a really strong community if they're having some sort of real life meetup in you know somewhere that's attainable anyways I would hardly encourage you to consider going and being a part of it because it it does kind of change it it kind of makes this um it's yeah. It's not that it's not real, obviously, just because it's on the internet. But it does turn it into this thing where you're sharing maybe a meal with, or drinks, or whatever, um, or a hug, or, or a high five, or whatever, with these folks that you know you carry with you and and take that experience back and and kind of just enriches the, what's already there, maybe online uh, in the forum or or website or Twitter chats or whatever you end up doing with whatever you're doing with the folks who are into the same thing as you. So. I posted on Twitter a question the other day, yesterday, of what would you admit to being obsessed with? And it's a bit of like a question related to some ideas of podcast stuff that I've got floating around my head, but also it was just kind of fun to get like a lot of responses back from U2 fans who knowingly, you know, I knew that that's obviously what they would say, but it's still fun to know that now I've met some of those folks in person and seen them and and we've shared our our. Love or crazy <laughs> obsession with this band, and so um, thanks to anybody who happens to listen to this, who was there, uh, it was great to meet you, great to see you, great to be a part of that with you, and uh, and hope you enjoyed the the podcast session we did. And, and uh, here's to whatever happens next, whatever next session. There's actually <laughs> there's a concert you two is doing as part of a sort of a big charity event in near San Francisco uh, next week, I think. And uh, so there's a bit of like, hey, maybe you should come back down and like. It would be super fun, obviously, to be in that kind of space, uh, money and time-wise, to be able to do that stuff. But uh, unfortunately, that's not in the cards right now, but it was a lot of fun to be able to be a part of this thing this time. So who knows what happens next? We'll see. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can find it at goodstuff.fm. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm iChris on Twitter. Good stuff is goodstufffm. And like I said, be sure to check out the YouTube podcast, goodstuff.fm. Goodstuff.fm. ATU2, and the website there is atu2.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye.